Hey guys, and welcome to Your Spiritual Best Friend, a podcast about mental health and astrology. Have you guys ever had a bad day or felt so anxious to the point where you are struggling to find yourself in this vast society we call life? Not to worry, guys. I have felt this way too. The podcast interviews guests from college students to parents and even experts that talk about their journey to where they are in the present moment. So sit back and relax and remember that you are not alone. Without further ado, let's get started with today's podcast. Have you guys heard about Anchor by Spotify as being the easiest way to make a podcast? Let me explain. It's free. Anchor has creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Best of all, when even hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, like I said before, Anchor is totally free. So pick up your phones, laptops, or whatever you use and download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I hope to hear your podcast. Episode 27, titled An Assertive Personality, talks about the story of Josh Flores. Josh is a professional mixer and producer. Josh also describes his journey from discovering his passion for music at an early age to now owning his own music studio in Los Angeles. Josh gives great advice and insight on the music industry and the changes that have happened over the years. Josh also gives great advice to you guys about relationships, getting in the music, and also finding your passions. You can check out Josh's work on his Instagram by clicking on the link in the show description. And also, before we do record this podcast, please, guys, like and subscribe on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Your subscriptions will help boost the podcast overall and really help everybody out. But without further ado, here is my conversation with Josh. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Your Spiritual Best Friend. I am your host, Josh Sanchez, and I'm here with a fellow Josh as well. Josh, how are you doing, and what's going on? <laughs> Yo, I'm good, bro. Fellow Joshes, we got to stick together. Uh, I'm cool, bro. I'm, I'm good. I just got back from Guatemala. I was out there for a month for the holiday season and uh, just kind of getting back into the group. So uh, this is like a cool time to just chat is my like my mental super open right now i'm not slogged down with a bunch of work so i uh, appreciate you having me man of course yeah and i appreciate you coming on as well josh and and i will say like do you have like a lot of family in guatemala or is that like a spot where you always go to uh yeah so my wife is from guatemala she she grew up there um we've been married for a couple of years so we're we've been going back every year uh, just to, I mean, actually last year was the first year I went, um, at the top of the year, we went right after Christmas and then we went for this like past Christmas as well. But yeah, her aunts, uncles, cousins, um, she has like childhood friends, a bunch of people are out there. So we just end up running around the whole country, like saying what's up to everyone exploring. It, it's a lot of fun. I'm, I'm trying to learn Spanish. So it's, it's like a huge, like culture shock, just like throw me in the country. And I, I just got to. <laughs> no one no one to really speak English with for a month. So that's that's a good way to learn for me. Yeah. And I can completely relate to you when it comes to that experience, Josh, like because uh, I mean, on my dad's side, I'm, I'm Puerto Rican and I'm Italian. And like, cool. it, I don't know what it is about Puerto Ricans, though, like like first generation, like Puerto Ricans that come in, like they don't teach their kids Spanish. So I was never taught Spanish. So like as I was hearing, yeah. I was like. I was like, damn, man, like I feel the same way because uh, I went I went out. I actually left the country for the first time this summer and I went to Dominican Republic. And like I was Dope. yeah, like I, and I recommend it, you know, like as you're like going to Guatemala, you know, like it's like that taste, you know, you leave the country, you know, you're like finding yourself more, you know. Um, but for I was sure. completely lost when it came to like 
because <laughs> especially in the airport because like airports are naturally crazy you know but like oh, yeah. hearing everybody speak spanish i was just like because i know a little bit but i was just like trying to comprehend i just felt so frustrated with myself when it came to that oh yeah i can get by in in like in my i have family from colombia as well same story i didn't grow up learning spanish my mom's mexican but she's just from arizona it's like we didn't speak spanish in the house but um bro like Colombia, like puerto rican spanish and dominican republic spanish that's a whole nother beast like i can get by i can get by like in in simple conversations with people from colombia mexico guatemala but i have some homies that are from puerto rico and like i don't know a clue what they say to me like i feel so lost because it all the words just to me it sounds like it just slurs together and they speak so fast but yeah, good luck, bro. <laughs> good luck, man. It's so fast. Well, yeah, good luck to you as well, Josh. And uh, I will say, uh, when it comes to, I just have like, whenever I had like the guests come on and stuff, we usually just talk about life and everything. And I think we can start off right when it comes to work and stuff like that, Josh. So my first question for you, I know you are a producer slash like mixer and stuff. Where did that passion really start from? And how, like, how has your overall relationship been with music? yeah dang that's cool yeah i mean if we go we throw it way back i just kind of as a kid um we had one christmas i got this little like digital drum set thing it just had a bunch of buttons on it and um made a bunch of noise my parents regretted it real quick because i was just all night just like hitting stuff like recording little things on there um and then my my dad and my uncle actually they bought a dj setup I don't really, I was little at the time, so I don't know exactly what they had. I know they had some turntables and just some huge speakers that were just sitting in my living room. Um, so they would go out and do little little parties and stuff, but also like at the crib, you know, on, on the weekends, we would have some family over, we'd barbecue, and they would just be, you know, playing a bunch of music. And um, I think that's, that's a part of my life that was super impactful for me. Um, and then in school, I started... I like joined the band and I was playing drums and um, in in elementary school. And then they had me start playing the the mallets. I didn't like it. So I, I just kind of like stopped doing the band thing um, in, in elementary school. And then when I hit high school, I, I decided to take a music theory class. Um, and around that time, I also, sorry, backtrack for one second. When I got to high school, I had this project my freshman year. And we, my friend and I, we had to do, uh, we had to do like a presentation on tolerance of just like, basically, um, you know, be, being able to like put up with, with different kinds of people and, and not discriminate. And those, that was basically the topics we had to make a poster and we asked if we could make a song. And um, so the teacher said we could, and I went to his house and he had this like horrible little microphone that like, you know, the old like gaming kind of things and um this little program and he found a beat online and he put it in and we like wrote a song and we rapped to it and i just was hooked ever since then um turned it into the class they they loved the song um and then after that like i started fiddling around on my own at home i had a computer and um and then i took a music theory class and in that class the teacher basically turned it into a glee club so everyone in the class picked an instrument or they were singing and we would just walk into class and we would, we had like a tiny little 10 minute lecture on music theory, but then we would just be able to jam. We would just pick a song. And, um, I only knew how to play drums at the time. So they threw me on the drums, but my friend played piano. My other friend played guitar and we would, we literally had a whole hour and a half where we were just like, there was no structure to the class. We would just go in there and kick it. Um, so that was cool. It kind of opened me up to just having different ideas. And um, when I started recording at my house and messing around with stuff, um, I was like rapping and I was like making beats. And then I realized I wasn't very good at rapping. So I started finding other people who I could record. Um, and I, I had a couple friends that I was doing that and I made like a mixtape and released it. And it was just like, I was, it was, it was, sounds like really fun. And like, I was really out there, but I was also like, super reserved stuck to myself like people only knew me because i played basketball like i wasn't like the super popular kid at all but i would all my homies like we would i would pull up to the school with like 
500 CDs and they would just, everyone would just go handing them out for free. Um, and I still got some homies or, or just random people from high school that'll hit me up on Instagram, like just like send me a, a photo of the that CD that I sent out. Um, but yeah, I, I did that, bro. And then it's crazy because at the end of high school, you know, we start talking with your guidance counselor and they're trying to get everyone situated and all my friends, like they wanted to be a doctor, dentist, business, whatever. Um, I really, I only wanted to do music. I was just fully um, engaged in that. And I, my guidance counselor said that um, I needed to pick a real job, that basically that's not a real uh, career path. Um, and I needed to find something else. And I was just like devastated. <laughs> um, but I, I just like kept at it because I had another teacher around that same time who they had like a media arts class. So we had, it was actually really dope. It was a class where it was just a bunch of MacBooks um, or not MacBooks. Yeah, just Mac computers, iMacs. And um, in that class, you learn a little bit of Photoshop, a little bit of Final Cut, a little bit of After Effects, a little bit of GarageBand, which is the Apple's like free music program. And my computer just kept crashing when we were doing the, the GarageBand area because I was just doing way too much and my teacher pulled me aside and, and he showed me his computer he's like hey this is Pro Tools um and I, I just, that Pro Tools is like I'm in Pro Tools every single day now it's like I, I I know that program like the back of my hand um so that was like kind of opening me up to that area around the same time as the teacher telling me I couldn't really do that career path um and then the community college that I was going to go to, they were going to have a recording program, but crazy kind of just God moment all coming together. When I, when I turned 18, I was in my, I was in my first semester of community college. And then my biological father actually reached out to me. Um, he's from Columbia. He lived in Seattle and like, I had my, my stepdad, I have zero memory of him not being in my life. So like, I always had a dad. So when my, my biological father reached out, I was kind of standoffish. And I'm a senior in high school playing ball. I got two jobs, like I'm making music. I did not want to deal with it. But um, I had two brothers and a little sister and some uncles that were like the same age as me, kind of around the age of cousins. So I really wanted to meet everyone. So I, I kind of like stood off for a year. And then when I turned 18, I decided I was going to go meet my whole family there. And little did I know, like my dad and his wife, um, the the mom to my brothers, um, she they they had money set aside for me to go to school, and they had always had this like plan for me to to go. And I had seen the school I wanted to go to before; it was called Full Sail University. But my family, we just couldn't afford it. It was a hundred thousand dollars just for tuition, and then there's no dorms. You have to literally get an apartment. You got to fend for your food everything there's no there's no like campus college life it's it's a very much like a tech school so um with with that opportunity I was able to go out there and I went to full sail and I studied um at the time I was studying recording arts and sciences sciences so I was in the studio um my what I was learning was how to mix and how to record people and and the art of sound and um yeah, it was, it was really dope. I made some of the best friends in my life there. And after that, I'm, I moved to LA and, and I started being a, started as a runner at a studio, kind of went and interned at another company, started kind of freelancing a bit, went back to the studio to be a runner again, like taking food to clients and, and that kind of stuff, cleaning the bathroom. Um, and then a full, full circle. Now I'm, I, I have a studio, my own room at that studio that I rent. I'm a client there. Um, and then I get booked by different artists. I'll go to different studios that they book or artists, a lot of independent artists will come in, in to work with me or they'll just send me their files and I'll do mixing. But um, that's the short version of my, of my story, bro. There's a lot yeah. of pieces in, <laughs> in between there. Um, yeah, I would. I didn't script that, so... <laughs> that was the rundown. <laughs> well, of course, um, I will say there was like that was such a great answer as well, because as I was hearing your answer, like all the steps that you've had to take, you know, like even like going back in high school, you know, having to deal with a counselor that or one of your teachers that said like music is not should not be a career for, you, you know, like that must have 
been been like a big toll for you mentally, you know, because as you're describing music, you know, like music has been a big passion in your life, you know, even from like the the mistake your parents gave you like that present early on, you know, even to like now to see how like you've taken steps, overcome some adversity as well, and then continuing to pursue your passions, you know, I, I must say like from someone that studies psychology and stuff, that's a lot of resiliency there, Josh, and I will say power to you for that because it's crazy. Like a lot of high school teachers, I'm not gonna lie to you. They, they really be hating. I'm not like, they be straight hating, but uh, some of them, some of them are great. Some of them are like, eh, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So like, just to hear your story and all the stuff that you've had to overcome. And then also with school too, from someone that also has gone through college, man, like it's expensive. Like, mm-hmm. like you really have to save money, a lot of money in order for you to really like get to the school that you want to get to and vice versa like that. And especially in the United States, it's just so so much. I mean, I, I definitely have some loans and I'm going to have to pay off once I'm done. But yeah, like just yeah. to add to your point, like I can really just like relate to that. So a lot of these steps that you've taken and now like you've reached a point where like you have your own studio and even those moments where you are running and stuff. And now to have your own studio, I, my next question is just like, how how does it feel, you know, to like have your own studio, you know, like be sort of like your own like boss when it comes to like finding clients and and like just really just like finding yourself in this world, you know? Yeah, there's, there's, it ebbs and flows. There's crazy seasons where financially it's great, but if it's financially great, it usually means it's a crap load of work and I'm just like heads over heels. Uh, thank God I, I met my assistant a couple of years ago. His name's Aditya and he's just been a freaking legend um, helping me with so many projects. He'll help set stuff up. He'll take the lead on some stuff and, and get it like 80% of the way for me on a lot of things, which is amazing um and yeah it's it's been cool it's i'm a i'm a self-employed freelancer so um i think with just that with that title itself in any career um you it's a lot of learning it's a lot of growing a lot of adapting a lot of preparation for example for the holiday season at least in the in the music world everything shuts down like everyone's saving money for gifts if they're independent artists if they're the labels, they're going home for the holidays, they're shutting down, they're not closing any deals. Um, so kind of like this November, uh, Thanksgiving through pretty much right now, like the, the mid January, end of January, it's slow. So the first couple of years I was doing this, it, that hit me hard because I didn't prepare for it. And now I just lean into it. Like I said, I went to Guatemala for a month. And there, there's beauty in, in when you start to figure out a flow of like how to maneuver and um my wife's incredible as well like we do a lot of planning together and we uh she helps me with the finances just like because i'll just buy whatever bro like there's so many toys in this in this industry like it's it's work but i'm sitting in a studio with toys like the same thing my parents got me when i was a kid that it just makes a bunch of noise that's how it feels to me a lot of the time so of course, there's a $6,000 keyboard. I want to buy it. Like, it sounds amazing. So she's just like, do you got to buy it right now? Or like, do you have something else you can use? Or can we rent something for a bit? Or can someone else pay for it for that project? So um, she's she's really helpful in that area. And and yeah, it's it's cool, bro. It's like I said, there's been seasons where I'll, I'm on the floor in my studio crying because I'm like, someone hire me and then there's other seasons where I'm like why did I pray for that (laughs) and but I'm I'm grateful man I'm grateful I feel like within the last couple years honestly the internet really opened up for me I think because of COVID so many so many like wit processes and the way the industry worked um started kind of to change and you used to have to be around in LA you had to be in person and now a lot of my work is super remote um, people are willing to send me files. And te- as technology gets better and better, artists are able to record um, great sounding vocals in their house even. Um, the the technology is, is really up there. Like back in the day of like Michael Jackson or something, if you wanted to record an album, you had to go to a super expensive recording studio and hire super expensive producers and engineers and all these musicians. And now kids are making music on their laptop with loops and recording with whatever microphone they have because that's what they can afford and they're putting it straight to Spotify. Um, so it's 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 kind of a beautiful thing. It's There's a lot of opportunity and um, 
I just, like I said, kind of try to lean into it and I try to enable artists if they need advice on recording or whatever. I don't, I don't really care. I don't need to record them. Like my goal is that artists are able to put music out that expresses themselves. And if I can give them some recording tips, that's cool. Like they're going to remember that I helped them and, and maybe I can help with the mixing or I could help with the writing, like whatever. So um, that answer was all over the place, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're, you're good, Josh. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely following you as you're giving your insight, you know, and I will say like when it comes to the industry, like you said, like there is so many more opportunities. Like you said, people are putting now more music on Spotify. Like I know a couple people, like my little brother just like was just bored one day and was just like recording a little bit of music, you know, and then he ended up like trying to talk to somebody to like make a song with, you know, it's, it's crazy how like, yeah. especially with the, with the pandemic, it's sped up everything. So as I was hearing your answer, I was like, yeah, like, and even like you give great insight about being like a freelancer because so many people are used to like working under somebody, you know, it's a lot, it's a big difference when you're working for yourself. Like even for like me in this podcast, you know, it's just a side hobby, you know, but like, it's like, you got to, I got to be able to get guests on, you know, I got to be able to reach out and get more people. So like, as I'm hearing you, like, describe being a freelancer you know i'm just like yeah like i'm definitely following you josh so you don't you don't have to worry about your answers man they've been <laughs> yeah, yeah. they've been spot on um but just continuing a little bit when it comes to like mixing and producing i know you i know you mentioned like how like you offer some great advice as well i'm um, just building off of that a little bit like when you are let's say you are in a session right and you're you're mixing and producing right what are some key things that you really look for in like a great song, you know, or like a great background, great beat, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's a cool question. Um, so just to preface really quick, my job is always different. I'm with each client, my role in the studio might be a little bit of a different vibe. So uh, for example, Zendaya is one of my main clients. I've worked with her for like five years now. Um, and she, with her, a lot of when we get in the studio, there's usually producers that have brought in the music. There's a vocal producer who's incredible. She's she's working with us as well. Um, me and Z are in the studio. And my job in that moment is to record the vocals. So in that moment, uh, Carmen, the vocal producer, she's listening for how Z sounds. And I'm listening for that as well, but I'm listening more for like a sonic, like I'm making sure things aren't distorted. I'm making sure it's not muffly. I'm making sure the tone matches. Like if we punch in one specific word that it flows and sounds nice with the rest of it, I'm doing edits. Um, so in a situation like that, that's kind of my my role in that moment. Um, there are opportunities in certain songs where um, I have more flexibility to be more creative with her and, and I'll do that on the, more of the mixing side, which is fun. Um, and then there's other artists where I'm in the studio and they brought an idea and I'm helping them make a whole new production. Uh, like we're muting the music they had. So we just have an acapella vocal and I'm adding new chords on the piano. I'm adding guitar sounds, I'm adding drums, I'm adding all these things. I'm helping them rewrite some lyrics. Um, and and there's other jobs that anywhere between those areas, like my job can fall in. So I think the, the biggest, uh, to answer your question, the biggest thing that I'm doing in a session and kind of answer your question I guess biggest thing I'm doing in a session looking for is one like what my role is and two like what is the vibe um because there's some artists where yeah if I got booked by a certain studio and I'm in with a certain artist my job is to hit record and make sure we get the best like quality sound my input as far as like the create the extra creative stuff like that's on them for that amount of time uh for that session which is cool. And then there might be someone else, like I said, where it's completely full rain. Like I can do whatever, I can suggest little tips. Um, and then there's also those like kind of in-between moments where I've had a couple artists where I'm not necessarily there to vocal produce. Um, I was there to record maybe another vocal producers in the room um, or maybe they just, I just met them. So I'm not sure you know, it's, it's a lot of probably psychology. I think I, I don't, I should probably look into more psychology stuff, but it's a lot of people skills and understanding the vibe and um, understanding, uh, for example, if, if I just met this new client and he sings this line and I don't think it sounded great, I think he could do it better. You know, 
be having the guts to say that to someone as you just met them and you're in the studio and you don't know exactly how they're going to respond. Uh, so kind of playing those things out. And I think where I get comfortable is just getting in, trying to have conversation, trying to find that equal, equal playing field. Like, is it their hat they're wearing a, a Lakers hat? Or like, did I see that their plates are from Arizona? Like as they pulled up, you know, are they wearing some dope shoes? Like, where can I find that? Like, that middle ground just to make normal conversation so it feels like we're just hanging out and they feel comfortable because then I can be like yo you should run that line back and they'll be like okay cool and actually um I think what used to scare me a lot where I was not I I don't want to say scared but I was very cautious before I I didn't want to cross any boundaries and now I think as I've kind of established myself more and and I'm not super dependent on every single job I'm doing like I I I have other work that's going on simultaneously, um, other projects coming in. I think that's opened me up to just be a little bit more confident and try to be a little bit more helpful in a lot of those sessions. Um, but yeah, that's that's kind of what I would say is the main key. And that goes for anyone. If you're just starting out, um, if you're on the business side, it's just checking the vibe. Like if you're if you're a business guy and you come into the session and you're just peeping like, just peep and see what's see what's good and and see the vibe and and like you know it's always like one what someone told me when I was in school was what's most important is just that you're someone cool to hang out with there's room for everyone though you know there's people that are super shy people that are super out there and and energetic and crazy and um so there's the perfect engineer for that ses- that session or that vibe or producer and then same thing for the more chill music like there's space for everyone and um that just trial and error bro I've made some weird like mistakes or not mistakes I learned from them but just been in certain situations where maybe I could have spoken up and I didn't because I was just being too cautious or maybe there's a couple times I did speak up and someone corrected me real quick and not corrected me but they just weren't open to it so I learned okay, that's the vibe in this room. I'm not, I'm just going to hit record. Um, luckily I don't have to do many mm-hmm. sessions like that anymore, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got you, Josh. And I will say that was a, another really spot on answer. I really like how you give so much insight. You're very self-aware, which is something that's really great to see, you know? And, and like you said, like, like that's this concept of just like feeling the vibe, like that's a very important because at the end of the day, like whether you're producing, whether you're like podcasting, whether you do anything, like even if you work in the business field, you know, it's like the vibe you get with your boss, you know, like that human interaction is is key, you know, because if the vibe is great and everybody's gelling together, Josh, you know, then you're going to produce like that beautiful song, you know, versus yeah. like if you know that like something did not really work out, you know, or the vibes off, like you kind of feel like, ah, like I could have done a little bit more or that person could have done a little bit more, you know? So that was a really spot on answer when it came to just like feeling the vibe in, in the recording session. And that's great. Cause I definitely have a lot of people that do listen to this podcast that, that are very into like music and stuff. And like, no. I, I, I'm definitely going to send it to them and be like, yo, take some notes guys. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. I could run off of that all day, bro. I like, and, and the, just real quick piggyback off of that. When I met my assistant, um, he was mainly doing video before he had dabbled in some music stuff, but he didn't know how to run pro tools. He didn't know how to record. I don't think he mixed a song at that time. Um, but I just liked his, I liked his vibe. Like he kept showing up his, he had reached out to me on Instagram. His messages were just super spot on to the point, but also he was trying to help at the same time he would check in. He just showed up. Um, and I, I think, yeah, it, if any advice to anyone that wants to get into this world is like one, just show up and two, you don't really need to know anything. Just be focus on people just across the board. I think that in any industry, it's just if you focus on the people, things will open up. Like I, I would rather have my buddy Adit who didn't know anything, but I like being around him than someone who knew like like me I read all the Pro Tools manuals and I I knew so much stuff um before I even met anyone that worked in the industry Uh, but it's not completely necessary like if you just focus on people like you you'd be surprised bro you'd be surprised I've seen so many people especially in Los Angeles get an opportunity just because 
they were friends with someone or they met someone and, and they've, you know, got good vibes from them. So. Wow. Yeah. And I, and I will say it like, that's just another like really spot on answer. And I really, and again, Josh, like I really just like your insight. You're very insightful when it comes to that. And it definitely makes recording podcasting a lot easier. <laughs> um, but just for some fun, I know you mentioned Zendaya. Is there any other cool artists that like you've really like worked with, you know, that like really stand out to you? Uh, yeah, I, I work. Zendaya is a, a heavy one that we've done a lot of work with. Um, I've worked with Jordan Sparks, Pharrell, um, I did some stuff on the new Maja Jordan album Been working with them for a while. Um, Sam Smith been in the studio with Timberland, Babyface, um, the baby, a, 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 a long list. A lot of times it's like a random session. And the next thing and I'm just like in the studio recording this person or uh, Khalid. Um, yeah, I don't, I got the list somewhere, bro. I kind of, I, it's funny because I don't even look at it anymore. Um, I just, I'm grateful, bro. It's, it's opened up a lot of doors for me and, and I'm, I really love helping people. So I'm really blessed that like a lot of those opportunities where I've been able to work, but also learn. It's like, you get paid to go to school, which is cool. Like you get, I've, I've been able to hear like, Pharrell's philosophy on what he brings to a song and how he communicates with artists and that's priceless and I, I try to just take some of those like notes and, and ideas and and bring those into other projects with some independent artists I try to bring that same level of uh, just musical intellect and and um, really try to produce people and, and help them like every all these big artists and and like established musicians and producers they all started with an artist that no one has heard of yet you know and next thing you know you got the Katy Perry you got the whoever so um you got the Drake but he was working on music way before so that's how I try to approach the artists I'm the independent artists I'm trying to find talent I'm trying to uh help develop in in all those ways um but yeah it's it's kind of a weird thing I don't like like I do have a list somewhere, but that's what those are the people that I can think of off the top of my head. <laughs> yeah, I got you. I mean, I mean, those are some great names, you know. I know for me, like, I mean, I, I'm super young, so I'd be like, oh my god, yo, like, hey guys, what's up? You know, I would be like definitely a yeah. little nervous and a little intimidated at first, you know, Josh. <laughs> that's just me, you know, just for like jokes yeah. aside. I I think the way that I came up in in the music industry, I was desensitized by it very early. Like the first day, I was an intern at the studio it's called Travis recording studio first day I interned there they told me to go take a food order in the other room so I, I'm like okay cool I grab a paper I walk into the room I'm like hey you guys wanted some food I open the door I'm like hey you guys wanted some food and then they just start saying all their orders there's like five dudes in the room so I'm just like writing it down and I'm like okay cool and I look up and it's the backstreet boys they're just like sitting in 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 this little tiny room bro and I just, I almost lost it. That was the first time I really saw someone that was famous. Um, I almost lost it because I grew up like bumping the Backstreet Boys. Like, and and it was it was funny. And I, I kept it together enough where I was able to get out of the room. And then I, I was like, wow, that was crazy. Um, but then, bro, like that, that in that same season of being an intern there, like I saw everyone in in the r&b and pop world at that time so like i saw sean kingston and chris brown and rihanna and demi lovato and ariana grande like they're just coming in to the studio um they're working on projects so it it's i think it humbles you because you're an intern you're a runner so i'm cleaning i'm get i'm going on food runs i'm handing food to justin bieber and studio like but i'm not there like making beats for him or like mixing or like killing it on pro tools like i'm there doing i'm serving them in, in that moment so i think that kind of helps desensitize you from the celebrities you get to one see that they're just normal people but two it also puts your like ego in check um so that way when you do get an opportunity later it's kind of like you already have been around some people and already seen some people obviously some with the internet some people it's like nothing to now they're in the studio with a big artist so i can just imagine like what that's like but i was really lucky where i kind of had a little bit of training and you know the studio is mm -hmm. like you can talk to people obviously don't make anything awkward 
if Chris Brown is talking to you, but also don't go try to just mm -hmm. be talking to Chris Brown. So I was able to have conversations with some of these people and, and, but like I said, it, you got to just feel the room. You got to feel the vibe, like, you know, and, and yeah, it's, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, now when I meet, now when I meet someone, it's, it's like, I think I'm super into the Latin space now and I haven't really worked too with too many, like a super established artists in that world. So if, yeah, if, if Bad Bunny walked in the room, I'm, I might freak out a little bit. <laughs> if Rosalia walks in, I'm, I'm going to freak out a little bit. But um, as far as like American artists and especially in the R&B and pop world, it's yeah, it's kind of just they're normal people mm -hmm. and they're just yeah. there to work. Like they're going to work the same way that we you and I go to work. Like th that's all they're trying to do. So, um, yeah, some of my friends are like, bro, why didn't you take a photo? Why didn't you do this and that? It's like that's they're there to work bro that's not what they're there for um so yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah i will say i mean I, yeah because like when you when you when you mentioned zendaya at first i was like all right like let me, let me ask him this question you know josh but i just i will say like that's definitely really cool though that like i definitely think like that human aspect when it comes to celebrities and stuff like a lot of people like lose that especially with like social media and watching mm -hmm. like i know some people are on movies you know because i know Ariana grande was like on like sam and cat and all these like you know like kid shows right. in the beginning so it's like people always like see these people you know and they idolize them but like you miss that human-esque part to them like everybody's human at the end of yeah. the day you know so yeah josh For i just sure. yeah that was just a really just like spot on answer and uh just transitioning a little bit i know we talked a lot when it comes to work and stuff but when it comes to like relationships, I know you mentioned like you're married and stuff like that. Uh, but what are some like qualities that you really look for in like a friendship and also like a partner? Yeah, no, that's a cool. That's a cool question, too. Um, I think for me, it's. It's loyalty and transparency um, and just someone who's going to who's going to show up like I like people that, you know, obviously sometimes plans fall through but you know I, I like the friends that are like yo I'm, I'm coming this Friday and and you forget about it and they pull up on Friday you know um and I think the way that my my life has gone like when I went to Florida like I said I made some of the best friends ever um but also I, I grew up in Arizona so I for the last 10 years have been away from all of my friends like I've made new friends in Los Angeles but some of my really great friends like that I grew up with or I went to college with we're all in different places so um just like but you know we got the we got our group chats and we we're sending memes to each other and we're clowning on each other like you know the it that's all there and I think we're able to pick up conversation where we left off and I feel like all of my friends have taken the time to um understand me because my life is a little is a little like weird and maybe unorthodox to, to it's not a nine to five job especially like just if you're a freelancer in general you know like I might get the email at 11 o'clock and I gotta respond or uh some projects I might have to work super late at night and then I wake up at 11 12 p.m for a whole week because I'm I'm just on the like an overnight kind of thing so um I just I think I look for or gravitate or, or keep around people that uh just just love me for what I can give and when I can give it and and have taken the time to understand my world a bit um yeah I don't know I haven't really thought about that too much but <laughs> I, I would say that that's off the top of my head that's what mm -hmm. I'm thinking yeah and and just building off of that I will say like from someone that also like I know I have some friends in Delaware I have some friends in other states too you know like you just you pick up conversations right where you left off, Josh. And I will say like, that's how you know you got some real friends, even though you don't see each other for a long period of time. When you do see each other, like you guys are there and stuff. And just building yeah. off of that, like next question, um, when it comes to advice, so let's say someone is struggling, you know, trying to find friends or just struggling like to find themselves, you know, what's some advice that you would give to him or her to really like take that next step to finding themselves a little bit more? Yeah. Uh, I think for me, I, so I read, my pastor wrote this book, it's called Help I Work With People. And um, it's literally this conversation and, and kind of the things that I, I try to have in the front of my head at all times, like it's all about the people. Um, but first it's about yourself, right? So I, I think 
and and I've had this conversation with my wife because we we get super busy at times. She has her own uh, business as well, and sometimes in Los Angeles we could feel a little lonely because we're just running around, we're doing all this work, and then we're just like, oh, like it's just us here. We do have friends, but it's it's different. Like, oh, from your back home friends that are right down the street, and like a lot of people move to a big city, Los Angeles, New York, whatever for a purpose. So their, their focus is that thing. Like I'm focused on my business. My wife's on hers. I have friends that are dancers and artists and we all moved here for a specific thing. So that takes the forefront in, in most of the situations. Um, but I think uh, one thing that I started to do is just kind of look back at myself and like, if I'm feeling lonelier, I'm feeling like I wish I had some better friends. Like, have I been a good friend? Like, have I, texted people back like let me see has anyone hit me I didn't respond to them or um you know did I say I was going to show up to something and I, I couldn't maybe it was a work thing that I had I wasn't able to show up or maybe I was just tired it was my day off but I just didn't want to do anything um so kind of looking within and then we've been being more self-conscious about inviting our friends around because if our friends invite us, we'll go, like, we'll show up, like, if we can, like, we're, we're always excited, we always have a blast, and we're just like, we should do this more often, um, but we weren't personally inviting people into, one, our home, or just to, hey, let's, you know, can we go out to dinner, like, you know, how are you guys, so I think looking at yourself and, and seeing, like, what kind of friend do you want, and then are you being that kind of friend, or do you want to be that kind of friend, um, and that that's been something that I, I've been kind of focusing on lately because I, I have great friends. I know a lot of people in Los Angeles and um, yeah, that it, you'd be surprised that little bit of extra effort that maybe as you're like feeling like kind of lonely or, or like you don't have friends to hang out with on a weekend or something. It might just be that you you could have just invited someone over and mm -hmm. kicked it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that was another spot on answer, Josh, I will say, because like I, I've had a lot of conversations with people, you know, when it comes to like finding yourself, you know, like when especially like for you being like a freelancer, you know, I can only imagine, like you said, like your schedule's never like that typical nine to five, you know, like so you're constantly like on the go, you know, busy and stuff like that. So it's like you can kind of really just lose yourself, you know, while you're mm -hmm. going through that. Like I know there's been moments for me because I've done school, I've worked. I've even like podcasted as well, you know, and, and with that, you kind of, if you're so focused on doing like work, work, work all the time, you know, you kind of lose yourself in the process. So to just really emphasize yeah. and point your answer home, like making sure that you're talking to yourself, you know, making sure that you understand yourself. So that way, like you said, like maybe I'm feeling lonely because I did not invite somebody like that's something that you have to realize on your own. Yeah. And, and so many people are just so busy, you know, that they end up losing that. So that was just another really like spot on answer. And I think you've really given a lot of great advice when it comes to work, the industry as well, the music industry and also relationships in general, Josh. And I will say I've really enjoyed our conversation. Um, but just to have a little fun real quick, just building up a little bit about relationships and stuff. I always ask all my guests that come on this, um, so let's say you're on a first date with somebody, right? And they do something that just completely just like annoys you, like some turnoffs on the first date. What are some turnoffs that you have that you would not have a second date? So like for me, for it's music, like whenever I'm on a first date with somebody, I'll hand them the aux score. That's like my test. It's like, all right, because like you said, like feeling the vibe, you know, if, if you can't yep. play that music and I'm not feeling the vibe, then we're not having a second <laughs> date. But for you, Josh, what are some turnoffs for you, you know, that you wouldn't have like a second date? Oh man, for me, um, if if we're talking about a a woman, obviously, like it's it's the it's just the nails. If it's scratched up, like it's just I can't, bro, I can't. Oh, I, I, my wife and I laugh about it all the time. She's like, "It's fine, whatever." I'm like, "No, please go, like take take the money, like take the card, like go do them." Um, yeah, that and and I think just conversation, like can can you hold a conversation? Or am, am I going to be the one communicating the whole time, you know, um, and pushing it? I don't mind. And I've learned to be able to do that over time. Uh, but, yeah, if we're talking about a relationship and a date, like, <laughs> you don't want to be the one talking the whole time. I'd rather kind of sit back. <laughs> oh, no, I, I completely agree. I, I feel the same way when it comes to that. Like, 
let's start a debate. You know, I love people that, you know, like can really like hold a conversation, you know, and, and if they do have a different opinion, you know, like let's debate about it. Like so many people are scared oh, yeah. to do that, you know, but for me, I'm like, all right, let's, let's debate about it. Let's do this. Oh, uh, no, no. My <laughs> wife and I will get into it. Yeah. Yeah we'll, <laughs> yeah. yeah. we'll, we'll be, we'll both be strong and wrong, but we'll stick to it. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. Yeah. So before like we wrap everything up, we'll talk a little bit about astrology a little bit. Um, so when it comes cool. to astrology, uh, just like how much do you know? And you could just be honest, you know, and I'll, I'll give you a little rundown of your chart. Bro, to be honest. Okay. So I'm just looking at this chart. I know I'm a Virgo. Um, from my understanding, it's, I like things put together. I like to, I'm very logical. I like things to be organized. Um, I'm a bit of a perfectionist, which can slow me down a bit. Um, and I usually think I'm right. And I've learned that I, I I've learned that I'm not. <laughs> that's been that's been uh, very eye opening over these last uh, couple years of marriage. <laughs> yeah, but it, yeah, no, it's it's uh, that's kind of what I know. I've like I said, I've always known I'm a Virgo, and um, what's interesting is like with this chart, seeing all the different moons and and all, all the different details that go into it, because I have. Um, actually my, my dad's a Virgo as well. Um, one of my best friends is a Virgo, but we're, we're like similar in so many ways, but we're also drastically different mm -hmm. in some ways. So that, that kind of is interesting to me as well. And yeah, I don't know. I, I like follow a, a Virgo page on Instagram just because <laughs> I like what they post. Sometimes I'm kind of like, dang, that's really spot on. And then mm -hmm. other times I'm like, that is spot on, but it's also kind of broad, but that's just the logical, like my logical mindset where I'm just open to the fact that it could just be super broad. I don't know, but please <laughs> put me on game, bro. I'd love to learn. Oh yeah, of course. Um, And this will just be a little quick conversation. And once we're done recording, like if you want more, like I can, I can get into a little bit more detail. Um, But the signs that I know really well are like your sun sign. So that's like, like you said, like I'm a Virgo, you know, your moon sign is how you communicate and process things like emotionally. So like for you, okay. like your sun is in Virgo, but your moon is in Leo. So like with that, you know, like your thinking can be completely mm -hmm. different. So I know you mentioned like your friend, like you guys are both Virgos, like you see the similarities, but there are also some different, there's some like differences mm -hmm. as well. So for you, like for your chart, the signs I know is your sun, your moon, your Mercury, that's like planet of your communication style. So some people really okay. like to communicate assertively. Some people like to step back, go with the flow, you know? So your Mercury's in Leo and then your Venus is like, that's like the planet of love. So it's like who you're attracted towards. Um, from like a, like a spiritual uh, like a spiritual perspective, you know, and then your Mars is planet of aggression. So that's based off of like like uh, some people like to assert themselves like in a fight, and it's also about like sexuality as well. So, and then the last sign I know is your rising. So on your chart, it's it's going to come up as ASC, but like that's like that's like the mass that you present to people. So like first impressions. So for yours, it's Scorpio. Oh, so you come off to people as like Scorpio. So very like emotionally intense, you know? So I, I can see where like your chart wow. has some like your Virgo. You have a lot of fire in your chart and then you have a little bit of water, you know? Um, but for you, before we wrap everything up, I always have my guests come on. And uh, the website is called thehoroscope.co. And if you want, Josh, I'll send you the link of this as well once I'm done like recording. Um but with this, I just Google your sun and moon. So you're a Virgo sun with a Leo moon. And here's the little reading where it says for you, for your sun and moon combination. And as I give you a reading, just like, let me know how you feel about it. So Virgo okay. sun, Leo moon, it says an assertive personality. These people don't let themselves get influenced by others. So positives for your, for your sun and moon combination. Very optimistic, very supportive, and very righteous. Negatives can be a little bit distrusting, a little bit combative, and a little bit moody. Perfect partner, someone who will not give them any reasons to be suspicious. And word of advice for your sun and moon combination, they should trust their choices more. So as I give you a little mm -hmm. bit reading of advice, perfect partner, positive negatives, what are some thoughts that come to mind? Yeah. Can you, what was the negatives one more time? Yeah. So the negatives, it says can be a little bit combative, a little bit distrusting, a little bit moody. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. I don't feel like I'm any of those things. Um, 
but everything else I felt like was pretty spot on. But I, I'm open to like I'm I'm mm -hmm. trying to think about some situations. I would say um, if I'm combative, it's more of an internal thing, um, not something like I'm not gonna make a big scene about something to someone's face. But I will if I don't want to do that thing or I don't like how this project is going. For example, it's something I will definitely combat, and mm -hmm. I'll have like a battle within myself um, or telling my wife about this situation mm -hmm. uh i won't like be aggressive about it and make a big deal with that person i'll, I'll wait until there's a moment where we can actually talk about it level-headedly um but yeah combative uh moody I, I feel like i'm pretty consistent with my mood but um i don't know i guess i felt a little emotional lately maybe <laughs> no i'm just kidding <laughs> no no uh, you're, you're good josh uh, there's a whole there's yeah. a whole other thing too called like side real astrology i don't really like tell a lot of people this but like with side real astrology like your normal chart that's like how it was when you're born but your side real astrology is sort of like as you go and you go through experience like your your chart changes so like maybe you might not oh, resent crazy. to some of these now but if you want i'll, I'll yeah. send you a whole other link of side real astrology as well if you want if you're if you're really interested oh in yeah that stuff. that's crazy i didn't realize <laughs> it runs that deep um but yeah everything else sounded super spot on bro super spot on i I think what stuck out to me was uh, sticking with my decisions. Um, Cause yeah, I can, a lot of times I can make a decision really quick, but um, yeah, there's sometimes I definitely don't stick with it cause I get busy or, or something, something else happens. But yeah, I, I like that a lot. Um, dope, dope. Yeah, please <laughs> send me whatever info bro. I'll definitely run through that. Of course I got you. And I will say, Josh, I've really enjoyed our conversation. You've been very insightful. Um, where can everybody follow you on Instagram? And also when it comes to like your own musical work and stuff like that, where can everybody check you out? Yeah. My Instagram is probably the best spot, um, right now it's, and it's at JFlow music, J F L O music. Um, and then I have a link in my bio where it has a, a link to a bunch of my different work projects and um, my sound better link, which is where you reached out to me. And, and um, yeah, I'm always down. If anyone has questions or about music industry or wants to talk about whatever, just send me a, send me a message on Instagram. I'm always down to chat with people and, and help people out. Cause I, I was starting off at one point as well. And, and there's some, a couple monumental people that really just, help me out, have some conversation, put me on some game. And, and I, I really value that. So however I can help out is uh, I'm always there for that. Um, but yeah, there'll be music. I'll post all the music on the page and um, it'll be in the bio with a bunch of links. So that's, that's the best place right now. All right. Well, that sounds good. And also all your links will be in the show description as well. I'll make sure to grab them from you and stuff. And I will say, Josh, cool. I've really enjoyed our conversation and stay safe over there in Arizona and Los Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> Likewise, bro. Yeah, I've enjoyed this. It's been a lot of fun and insightful. So thank you for having me on, bro.